Welcome to Redefine Instruction webcast and podcast series, where we bring a fresh perspective with every season. Grab a cup of coffee and join your host, Sandhya Lakanpal, for another exciting episode of the Creative Passionpreneur Chronicles, where she unravels freelance marketing and business secrets. Get ready to ignite your entrepreneurial spirit and dive into stories that will empower you to achieve your goals and live life on your own terms. Don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe for the latest episodes. Ladies and gentlemen, today I had the opportunity to welcome Chris Miles, the Blogger Evolution podcast host. He unravels the secrets to making not just a little, but a lot of money online using the power of affiliate marketing. If you've ever dreamt of building a consistent business online, generating income while you sleep, and breaking free from the shackles of the nine-to-five grind, then Chris's Blogger Evolution podcast is tailor-made for you. Whether you're a beginner seeking to dive into the world of blogging and affiliate marketing, or an experienced entrepreneur looking to refine your techniques, he's got you covered. At bloggerevolution.com, his mission is clear to empower and equip you with the best strategies, tips, and techniques to succeed in the ever-evolving online landscape. Our charismatic guest, a passionate expert in the fields of blogging and affiliate marketing, is dedicated to helping you reach new heights of financial success. From passive income blogging to mastering the art of affiliate marketing, he leaves no stone unturned in his pursuit of teaching you the ropes to achieve your financial dreams. With a fresh perspective, engaging content, and a commitment to excellence, his podcast is a treasure trove for those seeking to create their own consistent online income stream. So, what are you waiting for? Let's dive into this amazing conversation where Chris shares the secrets to success. Hi, Chris. Thank you for, for joining my podcast this morning. I am so excited to have you as a guest. Um, how are you doing this morning? Man, I'm doing well, Sandia. How are you? Thanks I'm for having me on. Very, very well. Very, very well. So I think the very first question that I have for you today is, you, you know, you have this awesome background that brings the blend of marketing, which is such a point of struggle for a lot of folks. Yeah. And also you've got blogging, which is like this, this is an, a unique niche that you've carved for yourself. I'm really Curious, how did this whole journey start? Can you tell me a little bit on where it started? How did the idea come upon you to, to go down this path? But um, so, you know, when I first got started, it was really just me and my wife and we kind of had regular jobs, you know, kind of paying the bills. And that's kind of where it was. Uh, and we were doing enough just to kind of stay afloat. But then, you know, we found out that we were pregnant with our first son. And uh, when that happened, you know, she expressed to me, my wife did, that she wanted to stay with him at home full time. And I remember thinking, like, man, we can't afford that at all. You know, like not even close. Yeah. Um, but she kind of, you know, it was like, hey, you, you try to figure this out. And I was like, OK. So I went online and I started doing what most people did. I Googled how to make money online. And, uh, you know, you you just imagine the, the cesspool of stuff that pops up with that. I tried a lot of different things like surveys and micro jobs and even a little bit of drop shipping at one point and none of it really worked out. But then I eventually stumbled across blogging and affiliate marketing. Um, it stuck. I kind of fell in love with it, started, you know, um, working with it, did pretty well with it relatively quickly, about 18 months or so. Um, we were making enough for her to quit her job. Um, about two years after that, I was able to make my uh, quit mine. And um, 
now I'm kind of a stay-at-home dad, but I do sit in front of my laptop a lot. <laughs> but that's because I didn't start so many other things that I'm always working on this or working on that. But uh, it's fun to be able to set up your own schedule and everything. And it's all thanks to marketing and blogging. Right, right. So so two questions out of what you you know shared about your journey. What would you <clears> say <throat> to somebody who, you know, I, I heard you say that you tried a lot of things before you got to blogging, right? Yeah. And there are a lot of people who don't get to the success phase, they give up, right? What would you say to folks who are who are struggling with those initial phases of marketing? Yeah, it's just, uh, it's kind of the same thing I try to tell my son sometimes because uh, he'll try one try one thing one time and if it doesn't work, complete meltdown, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, you'd be surprised how you might kind of carry that until your adulthood sometimes where you try one thing and if it doesn't work out, okay, I'm, I'm done. If this doesn't work, it's a scam. Yeah, yeah. How are people aren't really making money with this. It's just, it's not real, right? Um, I tried that and I did fall into that little funk, you know, of, of thinking in that fashion when things didn't work out quite, quite well. But because I just kept going and I kept seeing other people people who were having success in the exact same space. I remember in particular, there was one guy who had a YouTube channel who was talking about blogging and he he came across, well, I, the name of his channel was like uh, the Lazy Stoner or something, right? But he came across as being this, you know, just this great guy at affiliate marketing and blogging and things. And he was able to make money with it and do it. And he was doing it well. And I was thinking to myself, smarter than that guy you know and i'm not a, i'm not a stoner you know so i should be able to figure this kind of stuff out so hearing that and then seeing other types of uh, uh success stories out there i started listening to podcasts and reading up on blogs and uh, youtube channels of people who were being successful in this exact same space and just trying to emulate success so i stopped uh every time i failed with something i just tried to fail forward right and uh most of the things that i ended up learning and getting right wasn't because uh, it wasn't because I couldn't figure it out or anything. It was just because of the past experiences that I had that didn't work. I was able to kind of culminate everything together and finally put something together that did. Yes, yes. So there are two things that I'm hearing out out of out of your your conversation. One, it's it's a marathon. It's not a race. Correct. Yeah. And second, you set up milestones for yourself. So you, you know, I you stayed forward and you set up milestones and you you kept growing from there. That's kind of the big message that I got from your from your journey. Um, you mentioned affiliate marketing. Can you tell me a little bit more about affiliate marketing? What is it and how can one benefit from it? Yeah, so affiliate marketing is a pretty amazing business model, I must say. Uh, you know, just to kind of make it a little bit, I don't, I'm not sure how savvy your listeners are, but uh, pretty much you know, on, on terms of what affiliate marketing is, but let's just say, for example, you have a favorite pizza place that might be like around the corner or something, and you go there all the time and you just love their pizza. And uh, to the point to where the owner might even know you by name, right? And he comes up to you and he says, hey, every time you come and uh, you have a friend of yours or a family member, or you just, you know, and they say that Chris sent you, then I'm going to give you $10. I was like, okay, that's, that's pretty good. So you could tell your friends and family, right? But then, after that, you know, who else can you tell? What if I told not just five people and made 50 bucks? What if I was find a way to t tell 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people? All of a sudden, it, it gets pretty big. So that's essentially what affiliate marketing is. You partner up with companies, and then you promote their product for them. You only get paid if someone goes through and makes a purchase based on your recommendation. The beautiful part about how affiliate marketing really works is that you do not have to own your own product. So, I mean, I don't own the pizza joint, right? Someone else has to do all of that. 
And then it works out for the, the manufacturer or the company because they make a sale. He gets to sell a pizza. But then I also get a kickback for what he would have probably normally uh, uh, spent in advertising dollars to get a new customer. I end up getting pretty much that uh, little bit of money and I can get percentages. And usually you can get you can get sometimes 5% per sale. You can get 10% per sale. There's some things that you can get upwards of 50 or 60%, and then it could be recurring too. I mean, you get paid every time someone, uh, every month that someone continues to remain a member or whatever. And that kind of stuff adds up when you can really flood it with relevant eyeballs who would be interested in purchasing that product. Awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, I also read on your blog a lot about SEO, right? And there's, there's, I myself am trying to educate myself about it, right? Um, and, and a lot of my listeners have come across the same roadblock. Tell me a little bit more about what SEO is and how does one get around that and how does it affect one's business? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, you think about what um, the, the example I was just saying where Normally, when someone says, okay, I'm going to give you a referral anytime you send somebody and give me some money, then, you know, you might start off with just your friends and family. And then maybe you post it on Facebook, you know, or post it on Instagram, whatever social media network you happen to be using. But then you eventually run out of people, right? And you're like, okay, well, I don't, well what do I do now? Then you start bugging people and like, hey, go sign up for this so I can get some money. And then I, I, I hate that, right? <laughs> Can't stand it. And, um, so where SEO comes in is you can go to a place that people are already using and then create content that is optimized to show up on the first page. So I can write an article like using the pizza as an example, like what's, you know, I'm in Connecticut. What's the best pizza in Connecticut? I could write an article on that particular subject listing all of the greatest pizza places in Connecticut. Now, anytime someone searches or Googles best pizza place in Connecticut, I have an opportunity for them to land on my website, click on my link, and perhaps get referred to the same pizza place. So just imagine how many people might be looking for best pizza in Connecticut. It could probably be a few hundred, maybe even a couple thousand people per month looking for something like that. And then every time someone goes through and makes a sale, I get a commission on the back end. So it's kind of an oversimplified way of thinking about it, but essentially that's how it works. So by using search engine optimization and uh, putting writing your articles in a way so that it's easy for Google to understand it, it's easy for Google to put it on the first page for people who are looking for it. And it also stretches into other things such as perhaps YouTube, even podcasting. When people are searching for something, finding your content because it's been optimized for search. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for simplifying that. Um, so the other the other thing that happens when you're marketing your own business is overwhelm, right? You've got to do all this yeah. social media stuff. You've got to set up this and you've got to set up that and you've got to post every day. How would you, what advice would you give to my listeners who are overwhelmed by the amount of marketing and social media posting? Like what is a good starting point and how to bring it into a manageable chunk so that they can yeah. still keep continuing to grow. Yeah, no, that is a big problem in pretty much most of marketing, right? Because people are everywhere, you know, they're on almost every single, single um, social media network. And a lot of us like to take the Gary Vaynerchuk approach where he says, you got to be everywhere all the time. But people don't realize that he has a team of like 50 people who work for him that keeps him everywhere all the time. Um, when you were first getting started, if you're especially if you're like a solopreneur, you know, you're just kind of doing this, bootstrapping it on your own. In my opinion, it's best to focus on one traffic source at a time. When I say traffic source, I mean concentrate on SEO, 
building up an Instagram account, building up a YouTube account, you know, maybe TikTok. I'm not a big fan of TikTok, but regardless, all of those places focus on one and then dominate it and just just keep looking at it and figuring it out. And when things get hard, not giving up and continuing to push with it until you've cracked the code and figured it out. After you've done that, then you can move on to like a secondary process, a secondary uh, traffic source. Maybe even if you have a budget for it, maybe sprinkling a little bit of paid advertising in it as well to blow up what you've already been building. Mm -hmm. And if you're focused on one and then perhaps a second or a paid option, um, if you have the budget for it, then you can dominate one spot and then move on to the next and then move on to the next. And then as your influence continues to grow, then people are going to start looking for you on all of these different platforms. You can start hiring people to help you post stuff on your platforms. That way you can stay everywhere all the time. But when you're first getting started, focus on one free paid and then one, sorry, focus on one free traffic source and one paid traffic source will probably be my recommendation. Awesome. Awesome. Um, is there, are there learning resources out there that we can access to learn more about the social media platforms um, rather than just hit and trial? Um, you would probably, you know, to be honest, uh, Cynthia, it's like trying to go with what works with you the best, right? So if you don't mind jumping in front of a camera and being all nice and bombastic and everything, you know, then YouTube would probably be a best option for you. Um, if you don't mind jumping, if you don't want, you know, if you have a, a face made for radio like I do, you probably just want to go ahead and uh, grab a microphone and then just start speaking, you know, and that means podcasting would be the best for you. If you like to write, if you like to tell stories and get your point across that way, blogging would probably be the best option for you. I like those traffic sources, blogging, podcasts, and YouTube, they're pretty amazing. Um, so I would probably first look at yourself and then figure out where um, you think you can provide the most consistent uh, content and wherever you can put that content over and over again for at least the next year or two, um, you know, without stopping, then that would be where you would want to focus your energy, at which point you could find some influencers in each one of those spaces who can help you grow. Yes, yes. And I and just from from your contact and my, our friendship, the way it came about, right, people are very, very supportive, right? With influencers, uh, people on social media, they are open to having a conversation and sharing their recipe, essentially, right? Oh, for sure. Because, yeah. all right, so, you know, there's just two people, there's two groups of people. You have people who uh, consume content and you got people who produce the content, right? Those are just two different people. Um, when you are getting into this content creation, you are now producing the content versus people who are just sitting there watching it because you normally watch content pretty mindlessly usually, right? When you have the TV on, you know, it's just there usually and you're trying to zone out for the rest of the day and then concentrate on, you know, whatever's going on on the TV. Um, but once you make that shift, you know, and you're now creating content, that's a whole nother section of your brain that's, that starts to function. And there's fewer, you know, leaders in the in that space versus then there are, you know, you can typically call them followers, right? The ones who are just consuming the content. So because that group is so small, typically we want to help each other out because we know how difficult it is to always have to come up with new content and new ideas and then producing that content and editing it and then posting it and then promoting it. There's a lot that's involved with it. Yet going with that whole process, I know what other people are going through who are also trying to grow a podcast. And if I can help in any other way, usually I'm all for it. And a lot of creators are like that. Yes, yes. And I can't tell you the number of friends that I have made just by yeah. saying, hey, can we, can we, can we just talk? That's all it takes. Um, so tell me some of the other marketing techniques that you could, or, or advice that you could give to beginners, um, you know, besides social media, what, what else can they do? 
Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't ever underestimate the power of <clears throat> of um actual speaking to people, you know. So a lot of times we jump on this, okay, you want to get on TikTok, you want to get on Instagram, you want to get on YouTube and then just blow up our influence, which is great. This is a good business model and it works. But, you know, don't be afraid to kind of, you know, put feet to the pavement and then go out there and start talking to people. Um, I know who one, I have a colleague who he bought a Facebook ads course. This was years ago. He bought a Facebook ads course, cost him like a thousand dollars to buy the course. So he buys the course and he then prints out a whole bunch of flyers showing people um, and trying to get people to like this hotel mm -hmm. so that he can show people how to do Facebook ads. And all he did was just read what was in the course and then turn around and spit it back to, out to everybody else. But he charged like a hundred bucks just to show up because a lot of businesses in the local area wanted to learn Facebook ads. So he just went there and it's a hundred bucks, hundred bucks, hundred bucks. I think he had around three or 400 people there while he was showing them how to do Facebook ads. So his thousand dollar investment turned into, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, which is pretty crazy to think of. But, you know, a lot of times we get into this mode of we have to do it online. We have to, you know, be stuck in front of our computers or phones or laptops trying to figure this thing out, which it works. And then when you do have something blow up, it, it does well. It, it will blow up and things are going to do OK. But sometimes, you know, when you're first getting started, feet to the pavement, going out there and actually talking to people, you're going to be able to get conversions and get sales and stuff a lot uh easier and more succinctly than trying to convince someone who has no idea who you are online. Right, right. So so what I'm hearing is don't be afraid to use the, the traditional methods. I, I mean, definitely Correct, yeah. social media, but word of mouth is just as great as it used to be years ago. Yeah. And plus, you can always use what's going on, you know, live in your life as fodder to put on to your content. Right. And then you tell a story about how I took this thousand dollar course and turned it into a hundred thousand dollars, something like that, right? And in a story like that, really will blow up on uh, on these social media channels. And because of that, now you have followers, and now you have people who actually are interested in what you have to say and do. At which point, at that point, you can now start promoting your own stuff, uh, courses, memberships, products, whatever you happen to have. Yes. Um... So you talked about your friend who, who bought this ad that that makes me think about you have two two niches, right? You've got blogging and you actually blogging, podcasting and marketing, right? So those three that are blended together. Are there any specific influencers that you would recommend that my audience can follow, right? Either podcasters, bloggers, of course, follow you, right? That that would be my, my first recommendation. But are there any go-to people for podcasting, blogging, or even marketing for that matter? Yeah, so I like to listen to a lot of uh, podcasts. I'm a podcast guy. And, um, you know, outside of I would say niche blogging and SEO, which you can get on my podcast, the Blogger Evolution podcast. That's my gratuitous plug there. Yes. But um, I would definitely say some uh, uh, inspirational type content for people who are in this exact same space. And some of the podcasts that I listen to would be like the Niche Pursuits podcast, where they always have um, people on there who are starting websites and are having very, very big success with it. And then they share their strategy. You'd be surprised when it comes to podcasting, you might want to call someone and say, hey, give me all your best strategies for X, Y, Z. And they're like, okay, well, give me a thousand dollars to talk, you know, or something like that. But then if you just say, well, be on my podcast, oh, I'm there. And then they're going to get, they're going to give everything away just because it happens to be a podcast. So I would definitely check out the Niche Pursuits podcast. It's being hosted by a guy named Jared Bauman. And he's an excellent, excellent interviewer. 
ask really amazing questions to really dig down and figure out how these people tick so that you can turn around and do it yourself. Right. Um, another one would be probably my first million. You know, a lot of people know about that one um, and probably bigger pockets podcast. So those are like kind of a little more uh, uh, general and, you know, maybe, you know, home investment, house investing and all that kind of thing. But if the ideas are kind of the same that you have a different mindset, that's, not traditional. It's not the nine to five. And then I try to grow, you know, that it's okay. Let me see if I could take some of this money and I can invest it somewhere and make it bigger, <laughs> you know, and that's all that we're trying to do. Right. So, uh, so what I heard was uh, these are, of course they have, they could have other areas of, of expertise besides. So for example, your, yours and mine is podcasting, right? So if, if I were to go listen to another podcast, it doesn't necessarily have to be focused on podcasting itself. It could be a completely different industry, right? So yeah, it could be about photography. It could be about realtors. So I'm saying, uh, what I'm hearing is don't be afraid to go outside your niche to, to, to collaborate and get best practices and all of, all of that, right? You could still glean those best practices from other industries as well. Yeah, because usually the the tactics and the way that we do things can always change, but typically the principles of what we do don't change. And since they don't change, you, they normally span across different niches and topics. And uh, like we were talking uh, just a minute ago, the idea of investing, that's can be, you know, that topic of investing and putting your money somewhere where it can continue to grow and maybe make you some money passively. That works whether or not you're doing real estate, it works whether or not you're doing stock investing, it works whether or not you're building blogs like I do, right? It just, wherever you're putting your money, are you putting it somewhere that it can continue to grow? And by going, we, we call it niching up, where you're kind of going a little bit more broader, but it's still within the same a topic for the most part, uh, by doing that and looking at those types of topics, you're going to be able to kind of parlay something from here and then apply it to your business and then see things take off. Right, right. Um, I, I think one thing that would be really inspirational is, you know, I, I you talked about your struggles and I'm kind of going back to the first question of our conversation. It took you a while and a couple couple lessons learned before you get got to the success factor, right? Um, and and sometimes we we kind of assign ourselves timelines, right? And we say, oh, what didn't happen in three months, it's never going to happen, right? I, what I want, what I, where I'm going with this is, how long did it take you before you said, yes, this is this is my niche, this is my success, and this is where I'm going to stay? How long did that journey last? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, because when I first got started with it, because I had seen the successes of others, and that's where I just, okay, I knew that this could work. And then I liked and enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed the organization, the keyword research, the, uh, the tools you get to use, being able to show others sometimes, depending on if they're doing it or not. Um, that maybe took three to four months. When I saw that first couple of dollars come in from something that didn't exist, you know, a month ago to something that does exist and being able to start making some money with it, that's kind of where it clicked. You know, you walk into a business sometimes and they have their first dollar plastered mm -hmm. on the wall, right? Because that was a groundbreaking moment for them. So for me, that probably took maybe about six to eight weeks. And then I was like, okay, this is working. I just got to scale it a little bigger. Um, eventually it took around 18 months or so for me to make enough money for my wife to quit her job. Six months after that, I was able to quit mine. So that was like two years in. And sometimes I'll tell people, yeah, just give this a solid one to two years or so. And they're like, oh, that's that's so long. I'm just like, really? So let me ask you this. What was your original plan to work 40, 50 years and hope that you retire with enough money and health to be able to enjoy it afterwards? 
yeah. yeah if I if it took you 10 years you're doing a lot better than that, that previous option right so one to two years is not that long really to kind of put your nose down and really set yourself up for the rest of your life if you do it right 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 um okay the other inspirational factor that I gleaned from you is is you researched a lot before you got to where you're at right so did yeah. you have a background in podcasting did you have a background in blogging I, I know the answer to that question but I, I want you to answer it <laughs> no no not, not at all um I did have a background in probably a uh, serial entrepreneurship because I tried a lot of stuff uh you know as I even as a, a young man because my um my, my dad was pretty frugal with money. He was pretty smart with it, too. And so he understood the idea of just compound interest, right? They would call it like the seventh or eighth wonder of the world, right? Uh, compound interest where, you know, you just keep doing something consistently. And then over the course of 20, 30 years, it can really balloon. And uh, I took a lot of that and tried to kind of put a little fire on it to get it to go faster. <laughs> so I would uh, take things and I wouldn't mind throwing a few bucks at something just to see what would happen. Did I lose a lot of money? Yeah, I lost some money in some situations, but in the situations where it actually did work, you know, I made a lot of money with it. So it really, like, instead of being um, so fearful that you're going to lose, just realize that usually the worst case scenario rarely happens, right? You might lose a little bit or just only investing what you're comfortable losing. But, you know, for the most part, especially with entrepreneurship, it really only needs to work once, if it works once, then it's going to make up for all those failures in the past. But if you only try it a handful of times and it doesn't work out on that very first time and you're like, OK, this doesn't work, then you're going to give up and probably have a, you know, just a kind of a normal life, you know, where you work in a nine to five and then doing this and doing that and just doing what, what you can versus being able to set your own schedule. I think, if anything, the pandemic showed us that. You know, we as, you know, um, the employees have a lot more power than we think when it comes to uh, having these jobs because, you know, hey, I want to stay home. Well, you got to come back into the office. Well, I'm going to go get another job. Wait, you can't do that. You know, <laughs> but people yeah. realize that they had a little bit more power because they are making, you know, the, the things work for these employers who, you know, a lot of times don't even have a computer on their desk, right? Because they hired everyone else to do it for them. Mm -hmm. So having that change in mindset uh, really goes a long way. And then just knowing that it only needs to work once. And if it doesn't work once, then try, try again. Yeah. Yeah. And you could start small. That's, that's kind of what I'm hearing, right? You don't have to have fancy equipment. I'll tell you that I, I, I I'm not wearing my headphones today just because I forgot them. But, <laughs> um, but I, I started small, you know, people think that they have to have the pop filter and then they have to have this jazzy mic and a headset. Yeah. You can start really small, but once things start working, you can kind of scale up from there. That's kind of what I gleaned from your your conversation. Yeah, I mean, because you look at it like, for example, um, Sandia, when you look at, you know, I have a, I mean, I know this, this isn't great for the for the, for the podcast, but you know, I have this big expensive microphone right here. This microphone probably costs like four hundred bucks, right? Which is ridiculous, especially when you're first getting started. But the thing is, you don't need this to get started. I know a lot of people who just get their Apple headphones and then just start talking, you know, and then posting it online. And then as time goes on and you start making some money with it and you start having a proof of concept, I guess you can say, then you can start taking that money, reinvesting it into the business and then moving on up and then getting the, the nicer microphone and the nice expensive you know, audio software. And then at that point, now you can outsource it to someone else to help you with the editing of the podcast, which frees up your time. And all you have to do is just be the creative. So 
a lot of times people think, okay, I don't have the 400 bucks to get the microphone, so I guess I can't start. And that's not the way you should be looking at it. You just need to bootstrap it as in doing it as cheaply as possible. Get something that works. And as long as it works, then you're going to be fine. Okay. And and this is my very last question, I promise. I want to hear everywhere where people can find you. I want my folks to be able to reach you if they want to. And then also if there are any services that you offer. Yeah, for sure. So um, the Blogger Revolution podcast is definitely where I would recommend a lot of people check me out at. If you are listening to the podcast, it's a nice little simple transition. But um, I also have a free uh, course and a free what I call a blog cheat sheet that basically gives you the step by step on how to set up your own blog online, help you choose a niche or a topic for your blog. That's a, a issue that a lot of people happen to have as well as um, showing you a little bit of how SEO works, you know? So if you're in, you know, you're, you're trying to drive more people to your website, or maybe you haven't even gotten started, you're trying to figure out how to set up a website, you can go check that out over at bloggerevolution.com. Okay, fantastic. And again, Chris, thank you so much for this conversation and just the rich advice that you have given my listeners today. Really appreciate you jumping on for, for marketing tips and tricks this morning. No problem. Thanks so much for having me. This was really fun. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Redefine Instruction. Please leave feedback. Leave a comment or question on any of our social media pages. Don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe for the latest episodes. 